Hey Lee, welcome back to today's podcast episode. I am so excited because today we are going to go down a rabbit hole. Like we're going to nerd out today. And I really want to show you just how history, astrology, and human behavior is starting to come together. And this is going to help you to understand moving forward some things that you may want to implement into your business to help the generations coming after us to be able to provide a solution and to be able to build your empire if you so choose. There are so many people that are lost right now, that are stuck and don't know what to do, and they are looking for leaders to show them the way. And if you listened in to the last podcast episode, or if you've been rocking with all the vision forecasting episodes, you know that this is a time where we are entering into a new season that is calling for new changes and new solutions that are going to carry us into this new world. If you don't believe that, then you'll be one of the people that adjust as the new world comes in. But if you truly believe, yes, I see it, I want to be a part of it, and I want to lead, then this episode is for you. Now, if you've been rocking with me for a long time, or if you're new and someone referred you here, I want to welcome you to the podcast. My name is Nina, and this started off as an audio documentary where I documented all of the things behind the scenes that I had to work through as I was building my empire. So all of the imposter syndrome, all of the doubt, all of the shame, all of the trauma, those are things that I had to work through. And I truly believe that a lot of people don't even realize what true depression is until they get into a position of going for the life that they are truly designed to live. And that's when they start to see, okay, I was depressed because I was living a life that wasn't aligned for me, but I was also chasing things that I thought were going to bring me happiness. And now I'm being put on the right path to reach my purpose. And once you get to that point, your life will absolutely skyrocket into success and into divine peace because you will be at peace. Okay. So let's go ahead and get into today. Now, I want to start with just little bitty pieces, right? So when it comes to history, like we know back in the day that we had a lot of women leaders, a lot of empresses. We had a lot of women-led empires. And if you really think back to like Joan of Arc and you think about, you know, all the queens of the time, you realize that the recent turning of the queen passing really showed you the last true publicly known queen that was reigning over an empire con- considering how it was you know back in the day and i'm talking like back in the day like hundreds of years ago right and so you realize that Right now, there's a lot of chaos and a lot of turmoil and a lot of things going on because people are fed up and people are having unrest. And it's so crazy because I was having a conversation with a friend and we were talking about how the true leader and the true royalty is in the mother, right? How the father is there for discipline and for um, really that pursuit of reaching your goals, right? Really instilling that discipline and that drive but the mother is the one that nurtures and that gives you the attention and the care and that really helps you with the chaos of femininity but that also helps you with that purity of having confidence and it's 
quite sad to see because present day, there's not a lot of people that have had a great experience with their mothers or with their fathers, right? If I look at myself, my father didn't teach me discipline and hard work. It was the lack of having a father and having to really go and figure things out for myself. That was the thing that really instilled discipline and really instilled that into me. And there's a lot of women, especially in a cultural sense, there are women who did not have fathers growing up. And so they had to really get it out the mud. If they wanted something, they had to get it, right? And then you also have women who did not even have mothers as well. So it really forced you to be like, okay, I can go down one or two paths. I can be a person that does not have these things and I allow myself to go down a reckless path or I can go down a path where I just continue to bump my head, continue to get through adversity, continue to be resilient, continue to still show love and be kind to people and ultimately define what really truly being a feminine or masculine is to me, right? And it's so amazing to see because you look at the world today and there are so many people that are out here and just acting crazy. Like when you think about people that have tantrums in grocery stores and these are like grown adults that are having tantrums and screaming at the top of their lungs and punching walls and acting crazy, you might think, okay, you know, if that was me, I would I would get, you know, whooping or something. Or you might be like, okay, you know, that is not okay. But really what you're looking at is a manifestation of a child that has not grown up, that is still, you know, in an adult body, but mentally they are stuck wherever they felt left at, right? Because it's those different situations that trigger those emotions, but that is immaturity. And I want to actually give you a scientific sense of that because Dr. Joe Dispenza, which um, I'm just using him for the sake of this, like I highly recommend you research your own, you know, psychologists and psychiatrists and people that study sociology and theology. But Dr. Joe Dispenza actually mentioned how maturity is when you can take the emotion out. And that's when you have enveloped wisdom, right? And so in the sense of watching people that are out here acting a fool, you realize that they have not reached a level of wisdom because the emotion is still present. The emotion has still not been handled. And when I look at situations, especially when I look online and I see women who are dealing with abusive partners or women who are dealing with men who are immature and unable to um, really master and transcend their emotions, what I really see is a lack of the mother, right? Because a lot of times we might think, oh, well, this man needs to have a male in his life that can show him how to do xyz but a lot of times they are acting this way because they didn't have a mother that was there to show them how to transcend their emotions right especially if they were children of a single mother the mother had to be the masculine and the feminine and she might have she might not have been there for him in the feminine sense because she always had to be in her masculine just to get by and the only time that she could get into her femininity was when she was dating which might have been a revolving door and the young boy now grows up and his concept of how to be a man was built off of 
this idea that he created in his mind of how he wished his mother would have had a certain man in her life. But when you have this young boy that has filled these different positions of a man in her life, he hasn't had the chance to transcend the emotions that he had of not having that nurturing. And in turn, when he is trying to date and, you know, get married and really be able to move into a stable partnership, he's unable to decipher his emotions versus his duty. And that becomes extremely difficult for the woman because the woman is like, well, I'm not your mother, right? I am not here to coddle you. You're a man. You have to figure it out. And depending, he might go down that tantrum route, right? Because it's not in check. Or he might go down a route of being extremely petty, which is very wounded energy. And as women... If we are not strong enough to be like, hey, we have to step in and be the leaders, but also being a leader and being in your femininity does mean consequences, right? It does mean that sometimes you have to completely destroy something to show the wounded or to show the masculine that you mean business. A lot of times that's the only way that they respect you. Now, how does this work in a sense of people? And like, if I'm going too fast, like you might have to rewind this episode. But here's the thing. In my line of work, I see a lot of wounded women, okay? I see a lot of wounded women and I see a lot of healing men, When I work with especially women, many times they are wanting to let go of the independent woman season. They are realizing that they do want a man, but they are also realizing that they don't want to step into that role of, well, I'm the breadwinner, so I'll just be the sugar mama or I'll be the mom, like it's fine, whatever. And and that cycle that really happens when you are a powerful woman. But a lot of times when those women come to me, they're like, okay, how do you build an empire? How do you, you know, take care of your children? How do you continue to move forward with grace and with kindness? And my thing is this, my grace and my kindness of today also equally has chaos on the other side. But because I have learned to decipher my emotions, right, I have enveloped it as wisdom, but someone who is wounded would not see that. Someone who is wounded and who is fighting for their wounds is not going to see that. They're going to see me as a horrible person, even if they violate my boundaries. They're going to see me as the villain, even if they are the ones having a tantrum because I'm telling them that this is not how things are going to go. They are the ones that are using the things that they have to try to quantify their power and they will use that to attack right this is why you see a lot of women that you know if they don't like something that someone says even if someone didn't say it directly to them like someone could just make a video talking about their opinion especially like the bonnet conversation right someone could make a video saying oh you know women when we go outside the house or ladies when we go outside the house you know Let's really just decide to leave the bonnets at home. Let's let that be our home attire and let's not wear it out into the world. Well, that could just be an opinion that someone has placed out into the world as a beacon to find their like tribe. 
but someone who is wounded might listen to it and be like, ah, this is silly. This is dumb. Here we go. And then they might make a response to it, attacking that person or attacking a group of people, which further creates, it can create a divide, but it also shows you a version of a, a tantrum, right? It shows you a version of a person who is obviously hurt and hit by the situation, but that person is going to put a beacon out, right? And that beacon that they're placing out based on their response is going to attract people to them. Those people that they attract would resonate with their wounds. And that is how you begin to see differences between people who are fighting for growth and elevation and people who are fighting for simply to be heard. And that's a very unique standpoint because the women that I work with, okay, and if this is you, if you are realizing that you got the money, like you you got the money, but you're creating this ceiling on yourself because you let that be your definition. You're like, oh, well, I made six figures. My question for you is, what do you need to do to get to seven? Because if you keep being like, oh, well, I'm a six-figure earner or I'm a multi-seven-figure earner, that's nice. But the quantities of your money do not define the qualities of your empire, right? You might be the next billionaire, but you are consistently telling people how much you make now and you're allowing it to become your identity. Going back into Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he has like this podcast where he goes over many of the mental ideals and philosophies and he was mentioning how if you have an emotion that you allow to be there for a second, right, that it's a mood, right? But if you have emotions that you allow to be for days, then that's a temperament. And if you have those same emotions that you allow for months and years, that becomes your personality. And I've noticed, especially in my line of work, which is also why I expanded beyond working with women of color, is because I've noticed that our wounds become our personality, Our wounds become our temperament. It's why many professionals are opening businesses and you begin to realize that your wounds and their wounds clash, even though the commonality of even meeting each other is based on healing. And that is so powerful. I need you to get that. You have a service. You're offering a service. Your service is there to help people, to be a solution, to ultimately heal them of whatever the problem is, yet you're not healing them. You're giving them the information to help them heal themselves. But someone in their wounds, right, might come in with bad expectations and they might expect you to heal them. They might just simply want to lay there like a child and you just simply do it for them. It's almost like having a dirty diaper and the baby is like, you know, the baby knows that their diaper needs to be changed. So the baby is crying and the baby's irritable. And maybe the baby decides to just take off the diaper themselves because they're tired of carrying the weight of that diaper. But their weight, their ultimate needs are that they need their diaper changed. And it takes that parent to get in there and change it for them because the parent is the one that has the foresight and the knowledge of what to do for this baby. But the baby is not understanding that they're running around and now they're sitting on the floor and now they're sitting on the couch and they have, you know, they have feces on them, but they're not understanding that 
okay, I need to do this for myself because their job is to be the baby, right? And so in understanding those wounds, we realize that a lot of the services you provide, you are in the parent role and your client is in the child role. And that could be why you're upset. And nine times out of 10, that's why you're upset because you're like, I am doing everything for this person. I am thinking for this person. I am constantly having to make sure that they do what they're supposed to do. I've never had to have someone do that for me because I've always had to be the person to make things happen, right? I've always had this expectation that it needs to be done. And so I don't relate to somebody that can't get it done. Well, that actually is a you problem because you are enabling people because you've always been in the position as the enabler. But I want to really encourage you to look at what that would feel like to be actually in the position of equality, to actually be in the position of I've had to work through my things. I have a framework because I've had to heal myself and I've healed other people or I've helped other people heal themselves. I invite you to come into your healing, but this is not the place where we do it for you. And now your conversation lifts them up right? Because they're the ones that are coming to you for a service, right? You're not going to them and trying to bribe them with a price or trying to get validation because you're like, hey, I'm a multi-six-figure earner. You should come over here. I can show you the way. Or, hey, I'm a multi-seven-figure earner and I buy houses and cars and look at all the things I have. I can show you the way. No, you simply live and be and do your thing. And the people who see, okay, she's living on purpose. She's living on key, They're going to see that and they're going to come in and they're going to look at your information and they're going to be like, okay, what's the process? In their mind and emotions, they're going to get in one accord to really begin to see, okay, I would love to work with this person. Let me figure out what I need to do to get there. Okay, this is their price. Absolutely. I know that I need these things, right? But it's not your responsibility to cater to those wounds in that time, right? The ones who are wounded, they'll attack it. Right. They'll tell you it's too expensive. And what I want you to know is that that doesn't mean you're too expensive. That doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. That means that you put a beacon out to the people that you're designed to serve. And the person that is wounded is showing you who they are so that you know that that person is not aligned. It's not for you to have a conversation and be like, hey, maybe I can help you. No, that's not it. Right. And so that's from the more psychological and physiological standpoint. Now, astrologically, um, I talked about it in a podcast last year, a podcast episode last year, where I talked about the age of Aquarius and how we are moving into that time. And there's a concept that talks about the fourth turning. I want you to look it up yourself to see what that is. But basically, we are at the tail end of the fourth turning. We have about five more years left on this season. And I want you to know, and I I want you to write this down, in five years, we are going to have a fourth turning. Because in five years, I want you to really think about you and where you are right now and how you are listening to this podcast. And I want you to know that for me, I am going to be in a in a season where... I am still building my empires, but I will be extremely omnipresent, okay? And a lot of you will be omnipresent as well. And what I mean by that is people will listen to you and see you and hear you 
for years. And by the time the fourth turning actually happens in the next five years, they're going to realize that they need you, but they're not going to be able to access you on a more private sense. Um, the people who work with me today one-on-one, right? Those people will be able to get what they need today and they will have an opportunity and a chance to grow, right? They will either grow and continue to grow and grow their own empires and do the things that they need to do, or they will regress and they will go into um, wrong environments, right? Their business won't be able to flourish. They may have to close. They may have to start over because now it's like a mirror, where if I'm asking you to expand and your body is asking you to expand, if you believe that it is too expensive, whether it's too expensive in money, time, effort, or just simple want to, then you're going to regress and you're going to really be asked, you're going to be placed in a position of asking yourself, am I ready to go to the next level? What is my purpose? What is my calling, right? It's those moments when things don't look like they're looking up is where you actually are looking up and you're trying to figure out, okay, I can't go any lower than this. I got to move forward. And that's what the age of Aquarius is calling us to do. It's calling us to really sit down and figure out what we're doing, really sit down and figure out if we're doing something for other people or if we're doing it for ourselves. If you genuinely want to help people, that is phenomenal. But if you are helping people out of a trauma space, like if you saw your mother on drugs and now you feel a calling to help people on drugs, right? Or you had an experience with low self-esteem and now you feel called to help people with low self-esteem. You first have to heal that trauma. Why do you feel called to help these people that have these issues? If you genuinely are now able to process that and understand that, then you'll be able to live in the light but when it comes to that back end side where it's not so light and it's a lot of chaos, you'll allow it to destroy you. Now, what do I mean by that? And if I'm going too fast, make sure that you go rewind it back some. But here's the thing, okay? For me, one of the hardest things that I had to do multiple times in my life was walk away from environments that meant me harm. And I learned that environments that meant me harm in some seasons, they might have been there to help me grow. And those seasons that I moved into those environments, when I got into those environments, I was learning and I was able to see like what's going on, right? And I was able to see how people moved. And because of my traumas of the past, I was able to acclimate, Right. I, I knew how to be a chameleon. I knew how to make sure that I don't offend or upset other people because that's all my childhood was, was simply being out the way. We don't want to hear you. We barely want to see you. OK, make sure this stuff is done and there will be no problems. Right. And so understanding that I know how to get into a new environment and see how people are moving, observe how people are living and be able to be like, okay, I see there's a need here and I would feel it because I would feel called to help people, right? But as I started to see the environments that did have the need, I learned the discernment of if the people actually wanted 
the solution. And I think a lot of times we feel this this need to help people. We're like, oh my gosh, I see this person and they're sad and I really want to help them. And you take on this savior complex of helping people without really checking in to see if these people even want to be helped, right? It's the concept of seeing, you know, someone who's strung out on drugs on the street and maybe there are people who are like, okay, why is no one helping this person? Why is no one helping this person? But you don't know the people who have possibly been burnt from trying to help this person and that person simply does not want help. Now, you and I both know that someone who is on drugs may be inside calling for help, which is why they are pushing it away, but you can't force someone to show up for their rescue, they have to be the ones that have to do it. And sometimes, okay, that's that feminine side, that healed feminine side. Sometimes that looks like allowing destruction to happen or forcing destruction to happen, right? If you have a situation, like if you you have a home and you are married, and I'm talking to my married ladies here, I've been married before and divorced before, so I totally understand it. But if you are in a home and you are married to someone and you are realizing as you grow and as you heal yourself, you're realizing that this person you cannot tolerate anymore. You're realizing that you, your wounds and their wounds had kindred spirits and that you related to that because each person was trying to heal the other thing or each person was filling a hole that the other person had. But when you begin, however you begin to heal that hole and fill it with self-care and fill it with confidence and fill it with self-love and fill it with discipline to move towards your goal, you may turn around and look at that person and you may say, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing here? And in that season, I want you to know that you now have a choice. You can either continue to give that person time, whatever amount of time you can tolerate. And you may be like, okay, can this person grow and can they you know, do what they need to do? Like I see their potential. Can they do it? Or you might be like, you know what? I've done so much work on myself. I've healed so much traumas. I now want to continue to live in my healed because every time I talk to this person, they are igniting my wounds. They are making me go to a place I don't want to go to. And I just know that I need to leave. But there is something that may stop you that's like, you know, maybe your children, right? Maybe you're afraid of if your children will be upset at you or you're feeling this guilt or you're feeling like a failure. Or you might even look at the Bible and be like, oh my gosh, Like, you know, a foolish woman tears her house down. Here's the thing. A foolish woman tears down a home that God truly has ordained for her when she is unhealed. When she is unhealed, she will not be able to recognize healing. She will be so resonating or she will identify and resonate with her victim mentality that she will not allow the proper people to love her. She will push them away. And so a healed man is coming in to love you. And and this woman is not able to see that because she is so tied to this identity and personality that is like, I don't trust people. People are here to hurt me. I don't, I don't like, I'm, I'm damaged goods. I got these kids. Nobody's going to love me. And when she's unhealed and when she's in her wounds, then yes, she is going to destroy her home. And she is foolish because she does not see that this healed man is here. 
But when you actually do the work and you focus on yourself enough to be like, hey, I do have children or I would like to have children. I want to grow. I want to thrive. I want to be in a place where I am confident. Then you also know a wise woman knows that you're able to recognize what these things are because anything that is aligned for you will not challenge you into a negative space. And many of you feel like you are constantly sitting in a a position of, am I crazy? Like you are at work, you are in your business, you are at home, and you are just constantly in your mind trying to gaslight yourself. You're like, am I crazy? Like to anybody else, does this seem like it's crazy, right? But that's a call from inside the house, right? Inside your mind, your heart, your soul, everything is trying to come online and say, hey, you're not where you need to be. And now that you've healed, you can see it. So we just need you to have the courage and the bravery to make your decision, right? So astrologically, we're moving into a time you're going to see over the next five years that women are going to move into that place of really being the leaders. Because right now, when you look at the masculine, it is very wounded, right? And the result of that is the greed, right? The aggression, the anger, But the feminine, when she is wounded, will go back and forth, right? She'll go back and forth toe to toe because she has something to prove. When you're moving into your healed feminine, you understand that there's a way that you can calmly live by example, by being the example, by leading and by really positioning yourself as a person that is stable, that people can come and get information from. But you also understand that your no is a no and you will have to set boundaries. And if someone is unable to respect that, that may mean off with your head. That may mean, well, here's some chaos because there's going to be one or two things happening here. Either you're going to comply and not in a negative way, but it's like if you came to me for your healing and I'm here to show you and you don't want to listen, but you want to attack, well, then now I have to enforce my guards, right? Because it's either I get attacked or you. On the other hand, it's like you came to me for your healing. So you can either commit to this process or you can leave. But when a person doesn't want to leave, then of course you got to call your guards in, right? You got to call security, call them in. And so this is where the divine feminine is now getting on her throne. And I know you've heard so many different you know, terms and definitions used like manifestation and divine feminine and masculine and all these other things. But here's the thing. Um, when you stop focusing on you know, what kind of man are you going to have and when are you going to have love and all these other things, when you really just focus on your calling and your purpose here, you realize that it's not in you really trying to force it. There are things that you are amazing at and those things are needed as we move into this new world. If you're amazing at just simply, you know, giving hugs. I mean, if you're just a great person that gives hugs, you have a way to make people feel nurtured. There is a career for you and there is a way for you to thrive in this season. And if you're the hammer, okay, if you're a person that's like, hey, you know, when when somebody acts up, People send them to you because you have a way of simply just being able to express it to people. Well, that's going to be your gift in this season too, right? And so when you're starting to heal yourself, you start to accept those things about yourself. You realize like, yeah, 
this is this is what it is. And if people can't get on board, then they can't get on board. But you're not going to fight what we got going on here and then come in here and try to destroy what we're doing over here. We're putting out our beacon to attract our tribe. And if that's not you, then security is going to escort you out of here. You're going to have a good day. Right. Um, the last point I will say is this. And as a school owner, I really um, I really have a super soft spot for helping entrepreneurs, but I I really love helping women to be able to really get into their femininity, but to also be able to build lives that support them in what they want to do. Like I truly believe that no service provider should be broke. And I also believe that women can have that stay at home mom experience without a man. You really can. And the reason I say that is because the level of stability that you will have in yourself that you can pour into your children and that you can pour into yourself does not come from the money per se. It comes from really being able to do your gift and do your creative thing. And that in turn is what you focus on. And you just know that money flows to you effortlessly. And for so many people, it's hard to get that. And I want you to really think about the episode. Um, it's called The Boss Chicks Live. That is coming back full circle because now you are seeing so many women who are like, yeah, years ago, you know, I was making multi-million dollars, but I was stressed and I wanted to relax and I wanted to sleep and I just couldn't. And I would be jealous of people who didn't have much because they get to chill and they get to sit at home and they get to like spend time with their family. But here I am running my multi-million dollar company and I barely have time to myself and I'm expected to just do all these things. So now you're seeing that come to pass. You're seeing exactly what those people are needing. And if you've been speaking about those things over the last few years, then you've set yourself up into a great position because you've simply been living your peace, living your joy. And that's what women who are focused on those high materialistic points are looking at. They're seeing you and they're like, I need to go to her because she seems to have really developed a way to take care of her self-care. And now I want to get a service from her and they will be loyal to you. But if you've simply been fighting against what we're truly moving into and you've just been using your mind to be like, well, I'm going to do what I want to do. And then you just simply don't seek guidance. Well, that's going to affect you as well because those who need a service are seeking guidance. And so the best way that you can learn how to explain your service is when you ultimately seek guidance as well. It's a different perspective and a different viewpoint, right? I know my biggest thing, especially what I'm noticing in schools is that the instructors are going to have to really call themselves to a higher level of leadership. It's no longer going to be, well, I'm licensed as an instructor and I can help you. You know, really that that wound part where the mind is so far into the masculine that when it's time for the feminine to kick in, they're unable to, you know, really being. Um, and in my experience, what I've seen is that you know, especially if you if you have a business where you're training people or if you have a school yourself and you have instructors, you really got to look at how they handle discipline and confrontation. And I truly believe that how they handle discipline and confrontation is exactly 
how you select your teachers. It's not about who has a license or who um, knows the material. Like you can know the material and not know how to transmute the material into real life. Okay. And I'm noticing that so many people of today believe that their degree or, or what they know is making them powerful. Like, oh, well, I, I make millions of dollars and I'm, I have a degree and I know all these things and I know my stuff, but do you actually transmute it and live it, right? Do you actually have this softness about yourself that is like, yes, I know my stuff, but you don't have to test me, right? It's, it's one of those things to where it's like, you can see the validation that a lot of people who make a lot of money do, and they are simply seeking to be seen. And so when you reverse engineer that as a service provider, you understand I'm not selling a service, right? I'm speaking to the validation that they continue to show that they don't think anybody sees, right? I'm speaking to the anxiety that they are having because they have a lot of people that depend on them right? I'm speaking to the person who feels like a failure, but because they have to show up every single day and put on this face, they just simply keep chugging along. They really don't trust people because they've had betrayals happen, but they have to keep going because that keeps the business going. And if the business slows down and the money slows down, their whole self-worth is shaken. See, that's the person I'm talking to because that person has relaxation at the forefront front of their mind, but they believe that it's so far out of reach, right? Because they don't see it, right? If you're somebody that is um, really into cars, for example, Lamborghinis and Ferraris, they don't have commercials that they put on TV because their client is not watching TV, right? But when you really think about it, the person who's ready for a Lamborghini, they may learn about this Lamborghini from someone else who has gotten one, or they may learn about how to get one from the circles that they place themselves into, the networks that are able to afford these things, right? But when we don't reverse engineer it, we believe that, well, if I just be on social media all day, that's going to get me a Lamborghini. When in fact, it is getting into those environments where the people are that can afford the Lamborghini that can uh that might have you know a sales associate that can help you to get one as well but here's the thing how is it that on a service standpoint that is not implemented right if you truly desire to work with people who are advanced in their craft because you are advanced in your craft it doesn't come from talking to beginners beginners can't point you in the direction of the advanced people you got to get into the rooms where these advanced people are and nine times out of 10, they are not in your direct industry and they are not in your direct circle, right? And so this common transmuting of that knowledge is what's missing. And a lot of instructors are not able to pass that on, which is why so many people are frustrated because they're learning and they're in school and they're like, I'm not learning anything. And it's because your wounds are not allowing you to, Right. You're going to give yourself poor experiences because that's all you're used to taking. And as instructors and as CEOs, we have to understand that this is what we're getting. We can't be upset that the um, 
generations and that the younger people are not listening, we have to have that point of femininity that says, hey, if you don't want to listen, go do something else. This is not the place for you. But when we don't put that discipline and that confrontation in there, we'll simply just let them stay because we're getting paid or we'll let them stay because they give excuses that may have been acceptable somewhere else, but that are not acceptable here, right? We'll continue to let them sabotage themselves and they do it because they resonate with that wound. They do it because it's easier for them to control their failure than for them to allow success to come to them in flexibility and in any way that it comes, right? They're not open to success. And so you have to be willing to close the door. You have to be willing to say, I mean business. That is the point of the heel femininity. When you've actually worked on that, and I can feel as I'm talking that I have truly evolved in that sense because even when it comes to instructors, like I had to really stop and just be like, you know, I don't resonate with the excuses that people give and I don't resonate with the attacks either. And if you're a CEO, you know what I mean. You might have someone working for you and you're saying to them, hey, I see greatness in you. I would love for you to grow and take your life to the next level, but I need you to be here on time. You know, I would love for you to grow and do the things that you need to do, but I need for you to um, really start to take this serious. I need you to study at home, right? I don't want you to come in here and not have your things together. I need you to go home and prepare and study and get yourself ready for the day. I don't need you to come in here and be unprepared, right? And the person who cannot receive that, they'll attack. Right. They'll be like, well, I think that you should da 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 da. Right. Or that person may feel that they can disrespect you. Right. Even though you're talking to them out of love, they might come and say, well, I'm going to do what I want to do. And you should you shouldn't worry about what I'm doing. Well, I'm going to worry about what you're doing when you're in my space. And I'm going to worry about what you're doing when I'm paying you to do a job. And if you can't do your job, then you are replaceable. And the people who are irreplaceable, those are the ones we need to be focusing on. And that's not saying that everyone is irreplaceable, but that's saying the ones that you don't have to have a conversation with like that, the ones that you don't have to constantly discipline like that, those are the irreplaceable ones. Those are the ones that really should be poured into, not us constantly trying to pour into people that we constantly have to discipline. And that's how that works in your business. And in your life, you are of servitude to people. You are even of, serv of service to your children. But if you have that one child that is constantly having problems and you are constantly trying to figure out ways to help that child win, are you missing the child that gives no problems, that always has good grades? Are you equally giving them the same energy to help them grow and to help them as well, right? Are you equally pouring into them or is it that you are constantly speaking to the one that has issues and then the one that doesn't, you just keep expecting these higher things of them? So these are things that as instructors and as CEOs, we really should be paying attention to because that's going to help us moving forward. And you got to be willing to step into that confrontation and that discipline. A lot of people may feel that I'm a hard charger when it comes to work, but if I'm paying you to do a job, I need you to do the job. If you can't do the job and if you are unwilling to do the job and you decide you want to tell me about 
what you feel when I'm trying to simply come to you in love and explain to you what things we need to all succeed, then it's have a good day. Okay. And if you want to trauma bond with everybody in the business to try to get people on your side, and then everybody now is starting gossip and I realize it boils down to you, then you're out of here. And whoever wants to, to coincide with you is out of here too, because the healed woman understands that my love is also my chaos, right? It's my boundary, right? I give my love freely, but I give it to those who respect my boundaries. I give my time freely, but I give it to those who equally come in and they don't feel entitled to it. They appreciate it. They nurture it. They love it because in turn, we all can grow a garden, but we can't grow a garden if we're constantly planting flowers and we have people coming in to pick them and trample them. And, and we're bringing them in to cultivate the garden. So I hope you're really getting what I'm saying today. There is a huge call that I am calling to the service industry that really brings in a higher standard. If we're noticing people that are just not up to that standard, there's no judgment. Just get them out of your environment, okay? If someone is not a high performer, there's no judgment. Get them out of your environment because when we all work together, we all can move to the next level. But in this new season we're moving into, right? We also have to understand that we have to lead. We cannot keep giving clowns the stage and we cannot keep being like, hey, I'm tired. I don't want to do it. Get somebody else to do it. No, we need to step in and say, hey, this is my thing and I'm going to fight for my thing. And if you can't come in and you don't have um, the decency for this, then unfortunately, this is not the place for you. And allow your no to be the mirror that someone needs to help them do what they need to do. Sometimes the no's are the things that get people on the right track. It's the rejection that gets people on the right track. If someone doesn't align, send them out the door. If the marriage is unaligned and you've done your healing and you've really tried and you realize that this person is just not it, understand that your assignment is not to continue to stay with someone that should be your student. Your assignment is often walking away. Your assignment is often saying no and closing the door and meaning it because that closed door to them can allow them to turn around and begin their journey of healing. So I hope you got so much value out of today's podcast episode. I want to encourage you to just elevate and take your life to the next level. If you notice that you are stepping in rooms and you feel out of place, don't allow it to make you feel out of place. I want to encourage you to be the thermostat, the one that sits there and brings the entire temperature of the room up to you because you are powerful. You are not a thermostat. You don't react and adjust to shake to everybody else around you. Hold your power because that's the way we're going to elevate the industry to a higher standard. I make episodes every Monday and every Friday, so I will be sure to see you in the next podcast episode.